hey everybody and welcome back to the West Side of Home podcast. This is Dave Steimers and today I want to share with you an impression that I've had. A thought that I can't shake, something that I have just um, thought and felt a number of times. And I am learning over time that when I have those kind of thoughts that I can't shake, that I shouldn't ignore them. Instead, I should lean into them, that there's probably something significant there to learn or to experience sometimes maybe even to share with other people, that perhaps those are the things, the moments where God is speaking. And quick commercial, this Sunday, which will be January the 31st, 2021, I'm going to be talking about um, how do we recognize when God is speaking to us? How do we know that we're not just having a thought or a feeling that is our own, but when it's actually God speaking to us? And I'm going to share some things that I've learned and I'm continuing to learn about listening to the voice of God on Sunday. So hopefully uh, you'll watch on our YouTube channel or listen here on the podcast for that because I think it's going to be well worth it. But here's a bit of the experience I've had. Again, just had this thought and this feeling a number of times over the past handful of days. And so I'm trying to lean into it and want to share with you today. One of the times when I just, I felt like God was maybe speaking, I was out on a walk, nice cold day, the sun was shining, and I was in this park by myself, and uh, I stopped and I looked just out at this really large park and there was nobody in it. Just a weird moment, this huge, beautiful space, sun was shining, sky was blue, trees and grass all over the place. And I was just taking in the beauty and nobody else is there. And I had this feeling that stopped me to ask myself, what is this feeling? What is this that I'm experiencing now? I had a similar experience or feeling with my kids over the weekend. Just a time where we were, uh, we were I was on the floor with them. We were wrestling around and playing and laughing and giggling. And uh, I just, I had one kid in each arm and I remember just looking at them both in their face and seeing their smiles. And I had the same feeling, the same thoughts, the same experience. And again, asking myself, what is this? What is this feeling? What is it right now that I am experiencing? And I realized it was contentment. And I was trying to think through it and, and just thinking, this is, this is the feeling when you realize that I have everything that I need to be happy right now, right here in this moment, I am feeling content. And the reason I think that it was significant and it kind of stopped me and I've thought about it and had a few of these experiences um, over the last number of days is because I don't always feel content. A lot of life, and, and I think our culture programs us in this way, is where we're driven to want progress, to want more. The feeling that we're never really arriving, that there's always something more that we need, that we want, that we desire. We often think that life is so linear and it should always be getting better. We should always be progressing to something more. When we're single, we want to be dating and then we want to be engaged, and then we want to be married, and then we want to have kids, and then we want to have grandkids. Or we go to school, and then we just want to be working and get a job, and then when we get a job, we want to be advancing, and then we want to be doing something else. Or we look at the world, and there's always problems to fix. There's always something that needs our attention, always something we have to work on, always a place that we have to get to. And I think we're sold that in so many different aspects of our lives. Again, in our personal lives, our relationships, our jobs, our finances, 
where we live. We live in such a consumeristic society that always tells us we should have more. We should be getting to a, a better place and then we'll be happy. Contentment is so powerful because it says, I have everything I need right now to be happy. I've got what I need. And I think it's a really powerful and peaceful and joyful thing to have those moments where we can just look around and say, this is it. The sun shining on my face, this beautiful moment, this is it. Maybe there's nowhere else I have to get to, to just experience this. Or to be with your kids or whoever, a good friend, your husband or your wife, and to have these relational moments where you go, this is it. Us being together in this moment right here, we have everything that we need to have joy and to have peace just right here. We can be content. There's a number of enemies of contentment. Things that will always tell us that, no, 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 you need more. No, 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 this isn't it. Oh, there's progress to be made and you're not there yet. Here's some enemies of contentment. Entitlement. I deserve more. I should have more. Somebody should be giving me more. I'm not treated properly. I'm not paid well enough. I'm not recognized enough. I deserve better in my life. And I'm entitled to it. That will steal your contentment. Comparison. I need to have what someone else has. I need to look like somebody else looks. I need to achieve what somebody else has achieved. It's jealousy. It's envy. It's I can't be happy with me or with what I have or what we are. Because I'm always looking at somebody else that'll steal your sense of contentment. And generally speaking, consumerism, which is so much of the culture that we live in, which always tells us if you get X, then you'll be happy. If you can buy this thing, if you can get to this level, if you can have this much, here's a product that's going to make your life better. How could you possibly be living without it right now? So many advertisements we hear every single day. We see them over and over and over, and they're trying to convince us that our life would be better if we had this thing or if we got to this place. And consumerism drives always a desire for more instead of being happy with what we have, instead of being content. Listen to this. First, First Timothy chapter 6, starting in verse 6 says, Now there is great gain in godliness with contentment. Oh, I love that. You, want, you want, really want to gain in your life? You really want to profit? There's great gain in godliness with contentment. To be with God and to be okay with what you have, that's what you need, not anything more. For we brought nothing into the world and we can not take anything out of the world. But if we had food and clothing... With these, we'll be content. Oh, what a great thought. If today you have food and you're clothed, you have enough to be content. There's not a million other things that you need to have or to do or to achieve or to fix. The world is not perfect. And there's certainly a lot of things to fix. And there's certainly nothing wrong with making progress or achieving things. But you don't need anything else, anything more to be content. That shouldn't be what drives you. 
because it's, it's an illusion. You'll never get there. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. But as for you, O person of God, flee these things. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, gentleness. Fight the good faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and about which you were made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. You want real life. You want real satisfaction. Don't chase all these things that tell you you need more and more and more. You got to be richer. You got to be more well-known. You got to, man, you deserve all these things. Pursue the things that really matter, like righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, gentleness, and realize that in this moment, you have everything that you need to be content. So we can talk about, uh, we've talked about a number of the enemies of, in, of contentment. What is the path to contentment? I suggest two things. One, gratitude. Be thankful. Look for the things that you can be thankful for. The small things. The things that don't cost very much or don't cost anything at all. The smile on the face of somebody that you love. The simple pleasures of having a good cup of tea. The beauty of the sun shining when you can see it. The cold winter air on your face that refreshes you. Be grateful for the small things and for the important things. And then second, be present. Focus on right now. Not all the things that you need to fix in the world, not all the problems that you need to make go away, not all the advancement that you need to gain, not all the progress you need to make. Again, those are not bad things, but they can't be your motivation and they can't be the things that you think will bring contentment because it's an illusion. If you always need more, you'll never have enough. The goalposts keep moving. But if you have food and clothing, if you have the basic necessities today, then with these, you can be content. There is great gain in godliness with contentment. So in this moment, look around, be present here and now and be thankful for all that God has given to you, blessed you with all that you can enjoy and be content with it. <laughs>